You're listening to the Savoir Faire Audio Experience. Are you ready? The Savoir Faire Experience is your guide to everything that has to do with lifestyle. From dating, rides, style, and entertainment. All brought to you by the editor of Savoir Faire Magazine, Robert White. Anything goes on this audio experience. So, let's go. It's still the best. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 7 of the Savoir Faire uh, podcast. I'm super excited about today's guest. We're doing another phone interview, and this one comes all the way from uh, New York City. Uh, Tia Maria Montemiro is an event coordinator there. She also is in the real estate industry, and she's really a good friend and a client of mine. And you know, we have we've known each other for a long time, so I wanted to bring her on and just talk a little bit, get to know Tia a little bit more, and talk about some of the things she has coming up uh, in New York City and the surrounding area. So, Tia, are you on the phone? Yes, I am. Beautiful. How is your day going? My day is going great. Good to hear. All I've been doing all day is on on phone call, making phone calls all day long. <laughs> Just preparing for events that are coming up in the future. Yes. Awesome. It's a good thing I am my own boss. Otherwise, I probably would get fired because I've been on the phone all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been on the phone with business, so if, even if you did have a boss, business I'm sure he's cool with it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I want to I want to go back a little bit, and we're going to start from the beginning. Um, the Tia Maria Montemiro story. Uh, give me a little bit of your your childhood history. Like, where did you grow up? You know, how many siblings do you have? Give me a little bit about your family life. Well, I grew up in the Bronx in Throgs Neck, and I have two sisters and one brother. And um, I had a great childhood. I mean, I had amazing parents. Um, I adored my dad. I was definitely daddy's little girl. And um, I did very well in school. I went to all private and Catholic schools. And uh, in my when I was in high school, a lot of back then we really weren't into college too much. It was more trade school, secretarial school, those type of things. And okay. um, I, myself, instead of going to college, I went from graduation uh, day to a week later, and I had opened up my own clothing store, which was um, located at Westchester Square, and then I opened about five months later, I was doing so well, I opened up another store on Morris Park, and... um, those were both in the Bronx, and I was 18 years old running two wow. clothing stores. The That's what's up, man. clothing stores <clears throat> was Tia's Clothing Outlet. I love but that. That's awesome. I had an amazing childhood and, uh, you know, just a great business aspect of life because my family always owned um, their own businesses as they do t- today. Okay, um, cool. So I was very fortunate. So uh, you grew up, up. You grew up in an entrepreneurial kind of family where yes, I did. going out and getting your own business started instead of going to college was kind of the the kind of the thing, right? Well, you know what? So it's funny if people watch Sebastian Maniscalco, who's a comedian, he yep. phrases it perfect. When you grow up in an Italian family. I, I, back in the day, and we're talking, you know, 40 years ago, 
you were, that's what you were supposed to do. You either worked in your family's business, you opened up your own business, or, you know, you took over your father's business. Um, and it's funny, um, Sebastian Maniscalco says, he says that his father, when he was at the age of eight, he would went in his room and he said, get up and go start a business. And he goes, dad, I'm only eight years old, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that's what the Italians did back then when I was growing up. So it wasn't, okay. it wasn't something unusual. It was just something that we did. Oh, very cool. So it was a very, um, you think it's like a, like a history kind of thing? Like that's just what Italians do. We just, we just start businesses. They're just hardworking from the get go. Absolutely. You know what it okay. is? We see our parents working in their own businesses, getting up early, yep. coming home late, bringing the paperwork home, doing the, the payrolls at home, counting the money. You see all that. You don't see. It was very rare. I'm going according to my family and the people that I grew up. Right. You know, a lot of the times, you know, you wouldn't see a, a, a dad very rarely work nine to five and then he'd be home at five o'clock in my household. You know, my dad uh, owned a restaurant and he would be home in the daytime and then at four o'clock he would be off to the restaurant and wouldn't get home until very late at night. Wow. And it was, it, it was cute because I recall when I was young, like six years old to like 10 years old, I would wait in bed and wait for my father to come in. He'd get in about two o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. from the restaurant. And he would sit at the, the, the table, put the lights on. My mother had prepared him a dinner, you know, and then she would get up and give him his dinner at 2 a.m. <laughs> and I would go climb on his chair. And back then, my father was bald on top, and he had hair around the sides. Okay. I used to put pigtails in his hair. Oh, that's adorable. And I used to, like, put, you know, fix, like, comb his hair and put, like, all little rubber bands all around it. And I grew up like that until yeah. I was 10. I, I so, well, yeah, but, like, like but you were a, you were a, um, middle school student at that time right or in school so you go to school oh, all day long middle school thank goodness oh <laughs> well you did that as a child but you were in but, school all day long when you came home from school dad was off to the restaurant yes and he would be gone funny. all night long so that 2 a.m kind of dad's home everyone just got up and took care of dad no, for a little not, bit not everyone just okay. myself just just baby. you just you the okay little one. Oh, perfect. and i got up and did everybody else was sleeping and i always <laughs> remember that so that was my time with my dad 2 a.m. You know, cool. as as I was going to school, it stopped. You know what I mean? Because right. I would sleep through and get up you know, the next day <laughs> to go to school. And then when I would come home back then, we got dismissed at 2 a.m. Uh, 2 p.m. So okay. we, were, I was able to see my dad from 2 to 4. Oh, and nice. that was it. He wasn't around at night. Wow, that's that's but, crazy. I mean, but, but hardworking though. What's that? But hardworking. He was hardworking. Very hardworking. Yes. So there was like, there's you, two sisters and a brother. So there's four kids at home plus his wife. What did your mom do? My mom, back then, moms didn't work. Moms were, were just us. at home moms taking care, care of the kids. The household, mom did okay. the cooking. And back then, my mother did all the paperwork. So she would stay. I remember them. I remember at the table, they would come home and they would, you know, when my dad came home, he'd bring all the money and they had to do the credit cards back then. And, you know, they didn't do it like they do now. They deposit it right into your account. Back then, we had the carbon, <laughs> you know, we had to do oh, the All the slips and stuff, the yeah. Money, <laughs> yeah, rip the carbons out, send it in, fill it out. You know, so it was very different back then. So my 
my mom was an at-home mom. Okay, okay, very cool. Well, they did a great job. I mean, you, you turned out amazing. I know you, your sister and I know your brother and their gr- great success. People. Yeah, that's pretty Unfortunately, I hate to say it because <laughs> I hate when my kids hear it, but none of us went to college. But it's not a bad thing. I don't businesses. think it's a bad thing. You know, like I, I went to college for a year and a half and I dropped out. And right. for the last six years, I've been self-employed, and I love every minute of it. I don't think right. it's a bad thing. Like, I mean, that's a big piece for people like that are younger that that may hear this. Is like, it's okay that you don't go to college and you start your own business or try to take a whack at you know starting a future for yourself that way. Right. I don't think there's nothing right. wrong with that. And trade schools are huge right now. Like a lot of yes. people are going to trade schools more than they are going to college. So like it's I, not I a bad look thing. At like some of the some of the girls, and I say, I look at them and I see they're going to college, and I said, you know, these girls. Some of the ones that I'm around, and, and sometimes I even include my daughter, they're mm-hmm. going to these expensive colleges, and you know what their forte is? Hair, makeup, aesthetics. They, mm-hmm. These girls, you could see, are, would be amazing cutting hair, being a hairstylist, or, you know, or being a cosmetologist. It's right. not like it was years ago that they, you know, back then it was like, oh, not all hairdressers did well. Nowadays hairdressers they do fabulous mm-hmm. aesthetics being an esthetician going to school for six months spending ten thousand then you coming out they can make up to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year yeah definitely now you're gonna go to a college four years come out you know some you know a lot of people do come out with student loans you know maybe you know fifty to a hundred thousand dollars that they owe out and then they decide you know what maybe i'm going to go to esthetician school or be a personal trainer or <laughs> right, do something right. that i really like and spend and all that like, money on oh, college and never use the degree if you they got if a they complete loan. you yeah. could have got a business loan and opens up a, a, a store on park avenue uh, yep, exactly. You know, so I'm really, when it comes to college, I guess I'm taking my own experience and a lot of people that I affiliate that didn't go to college and that are doing so well in life right now. Absolutely. Yeah, and I know a lot of a lot of really successful entrepreneurs have it in their story that they didn't go to college, but they're still extremely successful. A lot of them millionaires and even billionaires. Um there was someone that just kind of popped in my brain. I can't remember who. Uh, the Kardashians. That. Look at that. Well, yeah, there you go. Billionaires and millionaires. And, I mean, that's just it's just wild that? stuff. They, they come from a family that empowers them and inspires them and encourages them. And I, I liked what once the mother, Kris Jenner, what she had said. She, uh, I think Kylie had wanted to start up a makeup um, business. And she mm-hmm. said, I had money saved for her from all of her birthdays and graduations and all that. It was her own money. I told her, I'm going to give you your own money. You do whatever you want with it as far as starting a business. So she said, I didn't give her the money. That was hers. And she turned it into an empire. Yeah. And it's amazing. At such a young age. And she's not even 25 yet. And she's a billionaire. And you know, if you watch her, I follow her on Instagram and I follow her, um, you know, even on the shows, such a good, she's a good mother. She's a great business person. She's such a a humble, good kid. You know, she really is. She should be really proud of all of her children. No, I totally agree. Very cool. I like the idea that you came from that big entrepreneurial family, which is really unique. Um, Let's, let's, you talked about having your own fashion store when you were 18. Mm -hmm. So let's jump into that fashion category a little bit. Tell me a little bit about Tia Maria Montemiro's fashion then and then 
talk to me a little bit about fashion now. Well, back then, um, like I said, I was about 18 till about 23 years old. Um, I had my own clothing stores, Tia's Clothing Outlet, and I had all types of um, sportswear. Okay. Um, some novelty pieces too. And a lot of my customers were based from the Bronx and I still am friends with those customers today. Some of my friends are still my friends and some of them are still my customers because what it's like 20 years later, um, I got back into the fashion world yeah. where right now I'm doing jewelry And I sell um, some accessories and some clothing. Now, uh, everyone wants me to open up a store now, and I think I would do really well if I had a clothing store of my own right now. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be a slave to retail. I don't want to... Um, and, and it sounds t- terrible. I mean, I love, I would love to do that. I'm just, I'm a little fearful because I know it's involved in having your own store. Oh and yeah, it's a lot of work. Store, people are coming there to see you. If you're not there, it's not the same. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to, you know, I'm getting a little older now and I'm at a point where I'm financially able to enjoy myself and not have to work so hard. And I really don't want to buy myself a job. But I will have a clothing store. It's just, as of right now, it's not now. I don't know. Listen, I could change my mind next month. (laughs) I can change it in six months or a year. Um, Who knows? My daughter's in Arizona finishing up college. Once she's finished, she wants to go to to California. But who knows? After she goes to California, she might want to come back to New York. Her and I might open up a clothing store together. And at least I know that she's young. She could hold the fort you yeah know? exactly right uh, you know so it would be ours together that one i would be i would do that in a heartbeat but to do one right now on my own um like i said i don't think i want to buy myself a yeah. job right now so right. what i do is i created the expos the shopping expos where i have all my merchandise displayed I get to, you know, interact with everybody, socialize. Uh, I love sales. And um, I, you know, I do I do that. I get the expos. I have them every couple of months. And mm-hmm. uh, we're doing fabulous with that. And right now, there's, That's perfect. It's, <clears throat> right, it's only that one time that I have to be there out of the three months. Exactly. So you still so, get to do the retail part of it, be involved in the fashion. But you get to do it on your schedule. Exactly, exactly. Which is so nice, yeah. And people still show up to see you. I mean, it's still one of those things. They still come in swooms to come check out your stuff and see your fashion yes. stuff. So that's, that's perfect. Yep. Very cool. And I love that. I love, dress, I love dressing people. I love, um, you know, people wearing my jewelry and, you know, and looking fabulous. I love that. Very cool. So I know a little bit about... Um, some of your business world that other people don't know about. So I know you, you got, you're, you're kind of involved in the real estate industry. Yes. What, what's your role in that? And then and tell me a little bit about what you've been doing for the last, what, 25 years now? Oh, boy, 25 years. Has it been that long? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, my family owns real estate in New York City. Okay. And um, we have a few buildings that I manage all the properties. And okay. I've been doing that for 27 years Wow. Now, I am the one that's in charge of uh, running everything. Um, and uh, it's basically uh, buildings, residential and commercial buildings 
that are located. Uh, we have one where my office is located, which is on Central Park West. Okay. And they which are I've been to, by the way. <laughs> What's that? Which I, you, I have been yeah. there. That's an incredible building. It's got an amazing courtyard. It's so nice. My apartments. Yep, yep. Um, I have... Um, my office is in that one, and I go there probably like twice a week, and I take care of all the, and if there's any problems in the building, the rentals of the apartments, the construction, uh, the remodeling, just the maintenance, the everyday maintenance of um, and management of the buildings. And I have to say, I've been very successful for the past 27 years to having 100% rental collections. And I'm really wow. proud of that. That's you amazing. Know, because it's very hard to keep on people to pay rent. And yeah. um, I, am a bit, I am a bit annoying and abrasive if you don't pay your rent. So I think that my tenants got to know <laughs> uh, how I am if you don't pay. And they fear that. And they actually pay before the first of the month. Amazing. So I have a got them really all in good, shape. Yeah, I have a really <laughs> good record. Like I would be amazing if I was on the market as far as if I was a management company for other buildings. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't work for anybody else. I am a boss. I am a delegator. Um, I cannot take, you know, any directions or, you know, demands from anybody else. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad that I am in the position that I am the boss in my family's business you know and everybody makes money because of me so yeah um it's so a good thing for everybody so the family business went from the restaurant industry into the real estate industry well no my dad have, my dad always had the real estate okay um since he was you know 50 this is 50 years ago and at one time when my dad was about 51 years old um he had sold the restaurant and he didn't want to do anything but he was 51. All he wanted to do was play with the stock market. And okay. he, I remember he called me in and I was married at the time. And he sat me down and he said, I'm giving you the keys to the buildings. You run them. And I was like, dad, I don't know anything about the real estate industry. He said, well, learn. And I did. Um, he gave it to me and 20, that was 27 years ago. And I learned everything about rent stabilization, about, uh, you know, everything was the whole, the, with the building departments, the laws and wow. everything. And, um, you know, here I am today, like I said, a hundred percent collections, you know, and I'm proud to say, proud to say that because that's very hard for a landlord to say, you know, oh, yeah. you didn't get beat or you, you have tenants that are two months behind, five months behind, or I'm in court. I never went to court. That's awesome. You know, for any of my tenants. You feel like you just screen people really, really well to make sure they're going to be no, good people I before they come that, in? You know what it is? I just I think that I'm really firm. And if I fear or if I feel like somebody is like, um, if they if they go behind one month, just let's say if there was one month, I jump on my attorney right away. I start eviction. This is not a homeless shelter. If you lost your job, you move out. <laughs> I won't right, hold you right. to your lease. That's you know, true. You can't stay here without a job. And I'm very fortunate that I guess you're right in a way. It's not even screening because a lot of the people that are in my building are actually friends, children, or people that I know that said, I have a friend that's looking for an apartment. I have a daughter that's looking. Uh, my sister's looking for an apartment. My brother. Okay. Or 
that's why it's really through referrals. So I don't know if it's screening, but it's actually referrals that are in there. Well, it's people that um, it sounds like they, you know, they honor the friendship or the connection they have with you. And if they're bringing their family or themselves or renting from you, then they're really making sure they're honoring that situation as best they possibly can. Like they're just not going to be behind. Um, it kind of makes you know sense how I too. Look at it, Robert, you know how I look at it? If you referred me somebody in that building and they didn't pay the rent, I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know, so I come get your daughter out of my apartment before that, I call my lawyer. I'm not going to have a problem. <laughs> I just want to hear something funny. You'll laugh at this one. My gynecologist that I have for 35 years, her son has been looking to get in my building for the past three years. I didn't have anything. Yeah. It was always that he was available to, to get an apartment and I didn't have any vacancies. Just recently, the past month, he wrote to me. He said, do you have any vacancy? And believe it or not, I had a vacancy November 1st. Wow. He moved right in. That's awesome. So I have my gynecologist's son in my building right now. Oh, very cool. So now I know if this kid doesn't, you know, if he doesn't pay, I still go to her. She still looks at my vagina, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey, honey, you owe me rent, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's uh, you know, so it, it just, everything works out. <laughs> that's that's. Awesome. I mean, that's cool that you have that uniqueness there too. I mean, it's, it's, yes. a, it's a market that I'm considering. So I'm definitely going to talk to you more about that because um, I am looking to buy some real estate in the near future and it's going to be rental property. So I'm going right. to have to be dealing with tenants and going through all that stuff, making sure things are, you know, up to par. Um, but I think it's you very know, I cool. I feel my best, my best suggestion to you to don't buy somebody else's headache. Yeah, right. Just if you could get something vacant or you could get something that's you know, up and running and, and, you know, all tenants are, you know, are good quality people, then okay. Yep. But to get something that's like, oh, that's section like it's eight. It's going to be or, a project. Oh yeah. my God. Or hey, <laughs> that is somebody's mother pays their rent. And it's just, it's too much drama. It's unnecessary. No, yeah. That makes total sense. So, so don't buy somebody else's headaches. That would be my best advice to you. Okay. Perfect. And it's good advice for everybody. Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. buy, don't buy people's headaches. It makes sense. No. It should be a quote. It's a Tia Maria quote. We're going to put that on the video. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Very cool. So from childhood to fashion, now in the real estate industry, and then all of a sudden, a few years ago, Tia makes a mark in event coordinating. Um, I, I was trying to kick back like to remember how long we've known each other. It's been six years, and I remember this because um, I launched my talent agency in 2013, end of 2013. And then beginning of 14. I got a scout um, who was a friend of yours from New York City, and she said, you know, you need to come down to this event. you got to meet Tia. You need to check everything out. This is the first time I was in White Plains at the Coliseum or even... Who had, was that? That was, um, oh my gosh, well, I can't think of her name. Grace? Nope. It was uh, the makeup artist. Jay Jamie? Was it Jamie? No. The other makeup artist. Katrina? Oh, Katrina. It's been so long. I haven't talked to her in forever. Um, we, we, I don't, we don't talk to each other. She blocked me. Uh, well, so I'm, 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 it was her that was telling me to come down and check was everything out. Really? I don't even think I know her that long. Was it her? Yeah, at least that. Yeah, it's definitely been that long. Wow. So, yeah, I remember coming down, and I remember walking into the Coliseum and seeing this place looking like like a million bucks. Like, it was decorated mm. to the nines. Everything was super cool. I think it was there for... Uh, maybe like a pre-Christmas party. So before thanks, before Halloween, it was something else before Halloween that you did there. 
um, and it was it was in that year, 2014. So mm -hmm. that's when we when we originally connected. But it was just amazing. So what I'm trying to get at is that you've been doing this stuff for a long time. You have a good a cult. Ten years, I think. It's a cult doing following, that. doing events. Yes. <laughs> so how do you how do you get involved in that? And you give me some breakdowns about you know what it takes to well, really plan out the perfect the, event. The way that I got started with. Um, events was Joe Cabalas. I have to give credit to Joe okay. because I used to go to the um, Westchester Business Connection networking events. And I went, I just went, I don't even know how I got there. Well, I went and I remember Joe Cabalas was like, you're amazing. Your personality's great. You just light up a room. Um, you got to come work for us. And I started working for Westchester Business Connection, and then I, uh, my, fr my friend back then, my uh, who's friend I'm friends with now, Michelle Matafare from Asavi Affair, said you were great. I want you to, you know, come work with me. You know, come work for me. Right. And um, I, I started to work for uh, Michelle. And uh, her and I were both alpha females, so we were like, I don't know if this is going to really go. But right. so I, that's how I, I was. In, this is probably prior to 10 years. And okay. I remember I had a taste of what it was for the event planning and to do the networking and to be involved with everybody. And I remember back then, about 10 years ago, I had said to my son, and I had said to him, I go, Guy, and my son Guy passed away six years ago. And um, I remember back 10 years ago, I said to him, Guy, I really want to do this. Like, I want to do my own. And mm -hmm. I remember he was young back then. And he was like, um, I guess he was probably about 17. And we were in Miami. I was with all my kids and I was talking to him. And I said, I really want to do this. So we were at this one place called um, Mangoes. And they had the sexy girls dancing on the, uh, on the bars. Now, mm -hmm. it was in the afternoon. So they were dressed like cats. They had all cat suits on, like <laughs> leopard okay. from the head to toe, to toe with tails and I was like oh my god this is amazing I want to do this so my son guy said mom I'll help you and he was 17 at the time I was like you know what we're gonna do this so we wind up doing one at the world bar was the oh, first wow. one that I think I did with my son guy and we did the we did an event and I remember he was a bouncer because he was really big then. So now he's maybe like 18 now. He was a big kid. So he stayed at the bouncer because he thought that I would be drawing in all old people. Because, you know, he's 18. Right, I was right. 40s back then. So he would be like, okay, you have all your old friends. And I'll be outside making sure there's no trouble. I says, okay. But then when he saw the beautiful women at 40 years old coming in, <laughs> he came to me and said, ma. I'm not going to stay outside anymore. I want to be inside with these girls, these women. Yeah, oh, right, right. <laughs> so I remember that then he started being part of the, you know, the socializing part. He stayed right. more inside, you know, the following, the next event. And that's how I started doing it. And, and the reason why I started it for the, and my son Guy was so involved is because when my kids were younger, I was the, the kid coordinator for the Halloween parties, for the Easter Bunny, okay. for the, you know, for the Christmas, for the Santa Claus. I was always the one that would coordinate. We lived in townhouse development. I would coordinate at the clubhouse for all the young kids to do the parade around the clubhouse and to do the Easter Bunny was coming. You do pictures, the Christmas picture. And then what happened was my kids got older. 
And they were like, we don't want to be, we don't want to go to see the Easter Bunny anymore. We're like 15 now, Ma. <laughs> you know, we, we don't want to go around the Halloween parades. <laughs> right, right. Back then they threw eggs around. They were like, we want to throw eggs, you know, eggs and shaving <laughs> Toilet cream. paper people, yeah. So I lost like that whole party thing for a few years. And then when I remember when I was talking to my son Guy, he was like, he was so good at it when we were younger. Just do it for the old people now. You know, right. And that's how I started events by Tia Maria. You know, when my son passed away six years ago, and he had helped me after that at all my events, he did the toys for tots where he would go around to all the places and put the boxes at the gyms, the drugstores, and, and that all the, you know, the restaurants and the diners. Mm-hmm. And then he would go get all the toys and bring them for toys for tots and we would do uh, charity events and we would put them around the tree. He would pick them all up and deliver them. Um, wow. So that's how we got so involved with Toys for Tots. And when he passed away six years ago, I was going to end everything. I was just, just going to like stop. And I said to myself, why should I stop? I should do this every year in memory of, my, of him. Because yeah. he started this. And that's how I have Toys for Tots. My next one's going to be December 6th. At the yes, venue in Yonkers. Which looks amazing, by the way. Yeah. And I yeah. collaborated with Lenny to do that from Jazz Radio. Okay. So, um, you know, that's going to be great so far. Yeah, very cool. So, but you've done a lot of different featured events in a lot of different locations. Like, you're doing stuff in Florida, right? Oh, things Florida kicking up in Florida yeah, right yeah, now. Right? You've been in New York City. You've been in White Plains. You've been... Like I feel like these are these are all over the place. It's not New like Jersey. Houston. Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. I'll be there Friday night. I'll be in Fort Lee. Wow. I'm in Delray, Florida. We do amazing in there. We, we got such a great following. I'm at the Coliseum in White Plains. I'm in Yonkers. Wow. And, um, I'm at the t- in Yonkers. I'm gonna be at the venue at the Time Hotel, which is in Nyack in Rockland County. Yep. So I guess I am all over the place. It really is all over. So. What, what do you think, like, um, <clears throat> give me a little bit of the stress. Okay, let's just start from the beginning on an event and say, let's just give it an example that we can work through. Let's say February is Valentine's season. We're talking about building an event for that. What's the first thing that you do? What's the first thing on your chore list to get ready for that? For February, I would look at a venue. Okay. Um, you know, what venue I'd be like, look, like to be working with. And then also, I would, I, what I've been doing more so now than I've ever done before is I'm looking to see what other events are going on. Because in the yep. past few years, everybody and their mother is doing an event. You got all these DJs coming out doing it. You have mm-hmm. restaurants doing it. You have venues doing it. You have catering halls. <laughs> <laughs> you have nightclubs. Everybody's doing an event. Right. So what I try to do is look to see when there aren't any other events going on. And then I will pick a day and then I will set it up with the venue, get the DJ or whatever act I have, yep. coordinate my dances, my videographer, my so photographer. So that, that talent is number two on your list then. What's that? That talent is number two on your list. The talent, yes, would be. So first we get the venue, list, yes, and like then we right get now, the talent. We're working on Sinatra, my Sinatra, okay. and I, I'm hoping that we have it all set. That we're going to be doing it in May. I think the May 10th we're going to be doing that. But right okay. now, I just I got the place it's at the Coliseum. I just coordinated coordinating it right now with the Sinatra. So he's making sure that his his um, schedule is open. He's able to do it. 
So okay. until then, you know, until I have all the pieces together for yep. the puzzle, then I'll, then I'll put it out. Makes sense. And there's the decorating part that goes into it, the theme, whole aspect of all of it that gets the built theme into of it. it. We do colors so that you, it's funny because people will call me if I don't have a theme, like a color theme, they'll call me and say, what should we wear? You know, and <laughs> the, the, I honestly, the reason why I do color themes is I do not like when you're taking pictures and everybody's got a different color on. Somebody's got leopard. Somebody's got right, green. Right. Somebody's got stripes. Somebody's got white. It's like, it's such, it looks like a big mess. Mm-hmm. So I do call a coordinated, like on December 6th at the venue in Yonkers, I have red or white. Yeah. You could wear either one. It's candy canes and cocktails. So either wear red and white. I think it'll look nice in pictures. Red and white, you know, red and white, um, you know, outfits. Right. And the men, the men could wear anything. You know how the men are. Anything that they come in. It's usually the women that like it. No, it's to be but, but you have rules. I've known you for I a little while. Rules, Guys, uh, you cannot show up to an event. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You better yes. not show up men, in shorts if it's like an indoor venue. Uh, don't bring sand. Don't wear sandals. Like, you got to no really put sandals, some effort into dressing no up. T-shirts. Yeah. Know, like the men. I always, who doesn't want to see a man in a jacket? You right. know? It's classy nice and dressed watch. up a little bit, you right? Could, you can wear a t-shirt underneath it. You know, that's that's dressing it down. Yep. But how many times can you go out unless you're going to a funeral or a wedding? Can you wear a jacket? <laughs> true, you true. You know, the, next, the other place would be funeral, wedding, or tears events. There you go. Three main things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very cool. Okay, so you have, you have a heck of a, a system that's involved with setting up uh, events, and I know that's part of you just being really an amazing networking kind of person. Like you, I mean, I know a lot of other people that know you too, and everyone brags about just the light that you bring to the event, the personality that you have. So people people come to you very naturally, I think, because of the way you present yourself. To be your friend, want to get involved, work with you, uh, talk business stuff with you, I think that's a very cool quality. Um, well, everybody knows how I'm very much about women empowering women. Right. I've always been like this my whole life, mm-hmm. but I'm even more so now as I get older, because now I see the younger kids, like the younger people, when I say younger, 30s and 40s, and I just want to show them how women of our age, or my age is in 50s, how mm-hmm. we can empower all ages. Right. So, so networking is a big piece of that for you, though, right? Yes. Okay. So, I mean... <clears throat> I don't know. If you follow Tia on Facebook, then you know that she's constantly promoting and marketing her friends, people that she likes, women business owners. Like, it, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Um, talk to me a little bit about networking and, and like the real key pieces of that for you, and and why you think that's so important. Well, like I've said, I've always been like this. This isn't something that I just recently started doing, you know, the past two years. I have been like this since I was 18 years old. Like, just to give you, just to go back to when I was younger and I had my clothing store, um, perfect example was I had the clothing, the clothing, and my sister-in-law had the shoe store. So we would bounce customers off each other. So like I would say, okay, here's your outfit. Now go to Bernadette's and get the shoes. So Mm -hmm. I've done it at such a young age to like coordinate things. And she had her own business, shoe store, had mine clothing store. So I learned it at a very young age. Um, and then my brother had a restaurant. So people that we would dress up, that would buy dresses, outfits from me, get shoes from my sister-in-law. My brother had a restaurant. So if you would 
you know, you needed an outfit for a special occasion. We would refer you to go to my brother's restaurant and have dinner. So, yeah. we, you know, we, we did it so much that it just became of who, who I am and what I do. But now what I do is, and it's very important, I do promote a lot of people, but I have to either experience either A, I have to meet you, I have mm-hmm. to test out your product, I have to do your product, or, or you know what I mean, do whatever service that you have, right. I myself have to use it, such as my friend Mary Ramos with the Without a Slice. She has all of the contouring and shaping uh, machines for your body. I've been going to Mary for six months now. So I've been promoting her for the past maybe four four months because I wanted to try it and see if it worked. I'm not going to make people go on my word, try something, spend money, and it doesn't work. I want you to come back and say, wow, Mary's amazing. It right. worked. Thank you. Yeah. So I do my same thing with my Botox and my fillers and stuff. I go to a specific person. I go to Lenora. So, you know, if I know that a, it hurts or she doesn't do a good job, or what, I'll, I, I won't refer her. She does an amazing yep. job on me. So I refer her. Um, and I could go on and on with all of my networking that I have. But like I said, I've been doing this for so long. To me, it's like when you say, oh, I'm such a great networker or I promote other people's businesses. I don't look at it as something that I do that you notice and recognize me for. I just feel right. like that is who I've who always you are. been. Yeah, um, since I'm such which is a very young cool, age, though. Just, I mean, it is above and beyond what most people do, right? I mean, yeah, all the things you mentioned. Like I said, and I'm going to repeat myself again, I didn't become this per- this person in two years. I always was this person. It's just that whoever I'm involved now is getting to see that side of me. Right. No, that makes sense. And I, and that's what's unique about you, too, as a person. It's a really strong personality trait because you could go Very on. and A bit abrasive at times. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, it's 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 really important that you I do that. because if you don't like me, you don't like what I, how I am and how I operate and how I dress or what I say or how I talk, just unfriend me. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just go me. away. Yeah. I'm too old. That's, if that's, I lose a friend, I'll make another. If I lose, uh, you know, somebody, I'll make another. Friend I've actually, week. I've actually and been I, using that line. It's it's a hard thing for me. I'm still trying to get that thick skin in my world. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm at the point now where I'm able to tell people directly, like you know, if you don't want to be my friend, if you don't want to work with me, if you don't want to be involved, like it's no, no big deal. Me. Yeah. Just just go away. Like there's <laughs> more people. Better. Yeah. You never I, see me again. And you know what? It's so funny is that. A lot of people I have blocked as well, unfortunately, <laughs> and I've been blocked by people. Right, right. And you know what? I don't want to know what you're doing, honestly. Right. And you know what's the sad part? So many people will screenshot what they're doing and sending it to me, and I'm like, I really don't yeah. want to see this. Like, I don't care. It makes sense so just I, to stay I away from all care. that stuff. And you know what? It, it's just it'll it, that part will never go away. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just because that's just well, what I love. Do. I love that part about you because I think about everybody else that has a day-to-day schedule, right? Going to work, doing these other things that you're doing to, you know, for beauty and for health and whatever. No one else is kind of bragging them up like, hey, I went and got a haircut, but I'm not the person who's going to brag up my barber every time I'm in there because they do an amazing job. You right. you have that personality trait where you give back to those people that are taking, like, you know, part of your life, which is so unique. Like, not everyone does that. People but will complain said, about negative stuff, but you're promoting I've all of it. Or I've become. I've been doing this since I'm 18. 
Yeah. I've been referring people even even like back in the day I forgot a little a little section of my life that I forgot to say but for about 3 years I worked at a uh, bridal salon and it was called Justine's Bridal Salon and I dressed okay. so many girls that are still my that are my friends today 30 wow. years ago. Um, it was Justine's Bridal Salon it was located in Westchester Avenue in the Bronx and I had I always had the brides that wanted only me to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And they were the most stunning, sexiest, no matter what size they were. They could have been a size 2 or a size 20. I had the most beautiful brides. And back then, same thing. I would refer their makeup. I would refer them where to go get flowers. I would refer them where to go get the video. Yep. I did it back then, too. So, again, right. it's just who I am. I think that when I get older, you know, maybe in my 70s and 80s, if I don't have anybody to refer, like, what would I do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I got to keep very active when I get old. That's understandable. Well, you're collecting a lot of great people. That I'll be, I'll be, I'll be uh, promoting uh, nurse, uh, what do you, nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> that is medical, medical. That's amazing. Too. That's crazy. It, it's probably the case too. That's pretty funny. Hopefully, uh, other brands that we have in our lives at the moment will still be around then too, so you can promote those people. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, uh, so Savo Fair, if you don't know. Uh, it's it's hard for pronounce to pronounce, and we're trying to do a lot to brand this Savoir name. Savoir Fair. Savoir Fair. It's French. Rest. And I know that. It, yep, it's French, and it means well spoken. That's the definition of the word. Wow. So I think that savoir faire is very similar to confidence, and having those two things go hand in hand. And we've kind of like completely rebranded our brand to kind of take on those things. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, we invited you to come on and be a guest for the podcast, because I think you're very savoir faire and confident uh, in you, who you are. And when you walk into the room, people know who you are, they recognize you and you, you have some kind of, you know, uh, we don't want to call it a superpower, but you just have this incredible kind of aura that comes around. So I want to dig into that stuff a little bit, because that's important for my audience. And it's important for my brand to know that like, these are the people that we're getting advice from, people that really do have these qualities. Um, so give me, a, give me a point in like, let's talk about confidence first. You've always had success with business. You've done a lot of things in business. You've always been a good networker. You've always been an outgoing and friendly person. Um, never, never really seen you kind of shy away from anything. Where do you think that comes from, that, that backbone, that confidence that allows you to go out there and just get stuff done? That, is it just work ethic, you think, or is it something else? Well, I do think it's work ethic that my family put into me. Like I said, I was always exposed to people working 24-7 because you Mm -hmm. know when you have your own business, it's not 9 to 5. It's 24-7. So I've always been around that. And um, I'm very fortunate that, you know, I come from you know, from money and, you know, my family does, you know, did and does very well. Mm -hmm. And I, I was fortunate with that. And I was always confident that, um, whatever I chose to do, I always had my parents backing. And when I say backing, their support, um, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? They never, they really encouraged me to do whatever I wanted and knew at a young age, they didn't even question um, 
anything uh, anything that I wanted to do. They never questioned it. And, you know, I also give a lot of credit to my brother. Um, and I wish, hopefully, if my brother's watching this, uh, listening to this, when you do air it, my brother Cosmo, mm -hmm. um, he played a huge part in my life as um, I just looked up to him as just like God sometimes. Like, um, he had his own... He had, several businesses and he worked hard he had nice he had material things he was a great guy he you know he was able to give so many people jobs and mm -hmm. he really worked his butt off and he would always at a young age say to me you're so good at what you you know you're so good at like back then i guess i was shopping and i dressed well yeah. you know at a young age he yeah. always used to say that you would do great in that you would do great you know having your own store he put that seed in my mind yeah and i guess because i knew that he was confident and he was 10 years older than me so he was 27 i had my father and mother that was that didn't question me at all right. knew that I was confident enough to say, Hey, I want to do a clothing store. And, um, That's back awesome. then, you know, I took out my, you know, my father's a very wealthy man back then. And, uh, I took a loan out from my father to do a clothing store. And I, I don't know if people saw this on my Facebook Live, uh, some of the shows that I did when I was interviewed, but I had to pay my father that back. And I paid it, my father a very big loan in one year. By the time I was 19, I had no loan, you know, no loan at all. And luckily he gave it back to me, thank goodness, because <laughs> I just couldn't understand why. And I, never, I used to question in my head, not verbally, why would this man want my money? When he's got so much of his own, why would you want my measly right. little amount when you have so much? Yep. But he was trying to prove a point. It was a lesson. And his point was, you know, you have, you have confidence and you have determination and you want to do something. You took out a loan. You got to make sure that you pay that loan off. Right. And you got to be confident enough that your idea is going to work. And if it doesn't work, you make it work. Yep. And he made me pay him, you know, monthly. And at the end of the year that I paid him off, he gave it back to me. And, you know, it was great because I went out, I'll never forget, I went out and I bought cash, a Riviera back then. And I went on the, on, on the showroom out there and I was only like 19. And I was like, I want that car, I'm paying cash. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. <laughs> right, right. So confidence has to come a lot from your childhood. If you're constantly being told, no, you can't do it. You don't good. You're not good enough. You know, right. it's, not, it's really not good for you. It's Even true. my children, like the way that I raised them, I always raised them. Like whatever you want to do, you know, you do. And you know, mom's got your back and even their dad's amazing my ex-husband you know we got your back no matter what it is whatever you want to do and you're confident that it's going to work we'll we you know we're we're behind you we're there to support you yeah you know not only financially but you know mentally so i have to credit a lot to my family i have to say that you know yeah. And hopefully a lot of people that are listening to this that do have young children, always encourage them and give them the confidence. Absolutely. You know, may tell them they're beautiful and, you know, tell them that they're smart and that they, they could do anything they want. You know, it's so sad sometimes when I hear some of these people that, you know, do become famous or whatever and say they had such a bad childhood or, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, it's just so sad because it could have been a lot easier if you had 
you know, support and love and confidence and be in the same place that you are today, other than describing that you had a bad childhood, right. but yet a successful, you know, adulthood, you know? Right, right. So, so you're, I'm, you're, you're confident to, and also I'm, I'm an Aries. So uh. Aries confidence <laughs> to begin with. But, but so your confidence came from having a gun. Sure. It's a time when the Zodiac signs are on your side. <laughs> Okay, so so your confidence, like to, to sum up your basics of that, was it really came from knowing that no matter what you wanted to do, you had a really strong support network. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. That's you had your parents. One sentence. You had your brother. It it's okay. You had your brother as an example, someone you looked up to that you wanted to be like. Uh, you had your your parents who were constantly telling you whatever you want to do to you. We have you have our support. Absolutely. You can just go out and do this. We'll help you get it done. I think it's awesome for for parenting. That makes sense. Now for those mm -hmm. people that that don't have, I mean, th th there was a little bit of money in your family when you were a teenager, but I don't think that's what made you. Um, no. But those people that don't have work. that. We, my family had money, but we had to work. Right. You know, at 18, like, you know, even, you know we had to work to uh, get the things that we wanted, you know? Well, like, your, it wasn't your dad like worked his butt me. off to have that foundation for his family. Yes. That's the credit right there. Like, he... Mm -hmm. What was your dad before the restaurant and the real estate and all that? Like, he, he came up from something, right, too. So No, same thing. His father owned a restaurant. Okay. So he learned he that owned, industry my, from his, his dad. His father owned a restaurant in Manhattan, and then my father winds up buying. When my grandfather, uh, my grandfather got sick, my father winds up buying his property, his building. Okay. Um, you know, even though it was, it was right. obviously going to be left to him too, but my grandfather had, a, uh, uh, I think a relative that back then was, um, a partner. So my father bought them out and my father, you know, has that, that was one of the properties that we have on the East side. Yep. Okay. Very so, cool. uh, you know, it, it stems back to my grandfather and my cousin also, a cousin of mine, it's my age has a, a restaurant in Long Island called Dodice and they have my grandfather's picture that was in his restaurant, you know, a hundred years ago in his restaurant because, um, you know, my brother and, and my father and them knew my, knew, I didn't get a chance to know my grandfather, but they did. Yeah. So just like my father was the example and my brother was an example, my grandfather was an example to them. So my father owned a restaurant just like his grandfather, just like his father did. Yeah, very Since cool. Since he was probably 18. Yep. So it's and that's why he retired at 51. <laughs> he was like, I'm done. You know? your, your dad did exactly what I want to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm not that old at all. I got another 10, mm -hmm. 11 years or so before I'm going to hit my 50th birthday. But when I get there, my whole goal was that's retirement for me. I want to mm -hmm. get to the point where I know I've built an amazing foundation where my kids can do whatever the heck they want with themselves. If mm -hmm. they want to go into the military, go to college, do a trade school, start their own business, whatever the case is, I'll be able to give them that support financially. Well, and hopefully you're not going to be retiring in two years because I still need you. Well, I'll, yeah, at least 10 <laughs> years, at least 10. My, my goal, and I tell a lot of people this, and it's, it's really just, you know, I think you have to set goals to be able to reach certain points in life. But my goal is to retire at 50 and move someplace where it's very tropical. That's what I right. want. I don't know if it's going to be Florida. I'm, I'm, honestly, I've been telling everyone I'm going to go to Bora Bora. And oh, wow. I'm going to build a resort there. And the only people that could come visit me are family and friends, unless they're renting a room. <laughs> uh. So my retirement business, hopefully, is some tropical paradise where I can just kind of relax and, you know, run something fun. 
Um, right. But you know, I love what I do. I don't know. Maybe I'll do this until uh, it's my time to go. I, mean, I just have yeah. no idea. So, um, mm-hmm. but it's unique. Uh, confidence is a, is a big thing to me and definitely with, with the brand. I like the idea that we talked about a very strong support network uh, being behind you. But for those people that feel like they don't have confidence because they, well, not having a support network, you can actually give yourself confidence. There's still ways that you can be a confident person and learn from those things. And, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to implement with some other things I'm doing with my brand. Um, is to give everyone well, that ability. Is actually to surround yourself with positive people. Oh, absolutely. And people that will lift you up, and and you know what I mean. Yep. No drama. Don't be around drama. That's a huge or piece. Or bad karma. Yeah, I love it. I I feel like because Tia also has um, uh, live with Tia on Facebook Live, your show, mm-hmm. and and we've networked so much together. I feel like. I know everyone pretty much face-to-face met almost a lot of people that have been on your show, but I feel like my name gets dropped constantly because we do a lot of work with the same people. Yes. And everyone's yeah, like, oh, Robert's the guy, Robert's the guy. Shouting <laughs> yeah. you out. Yeah, so I love it. A lot I of people it. are excited that you're going to be coming December 1st to my expo. Yeah, so let's jump onto that, and let's talk mm-hmm. about the 6th, and then we'll tell people where they can find you. So uh, on the 1st, there is a holiday expo. Go ahead and give me some information about that. Okay, that is going to be held on Sunday, December 1st, between 12 and 6. That's going to be at the Coliseum in White Plains on uh, South Broadway. Um, It is going to be, right now I have 38 vendors, and it keeps on growing. That's amazing. We have so many people coming. uh, At the top of my head, we have Swarovski, we have Roden Fields, we have an ice sculpture um, gentleman coming. We have Robert with his web page though we have without yep. a slice um with her machines we have opulent aesthetics elizabeth from exquisite cakes wow. um it, the list just goes on and on uh yeah. i have fashions by tia maria which is my jewelry that'll be there and um it, it's going to be 38 vendors with um, with fashions and merchandise and services it's free to so get into it's right a good place it's a good time for people to come and do their christmas or hanukkah shopping yep and um it's going to be we'll have music to shop by you can also buy uh lunch there and you can also get liquor the bar will be open very cool and it's absolutely free to get in it's free to get in yes yep. just get in there and shop like a fiend shop get Christmas gifts. absolutely so that's yes. on uh december 1st then december 6th we've got a really cool you have a cool event happening yes that's going to be the candy canes and cocktails that's going to be the charity event for toys for tots yep. um i do these i'm collaborating with lenny uh santa Rosso, who's also going to be our our dj dj lenny awesome. on the mix um that is going to be with zazradio.com and Perfect. that is going to be i do it i do this once a year i'm collaborating this year with lenny i do this in memory of my son guy um like i said because 10 years ago he did create toys for tots and i just continue with this uh each year mm-hmm. and um starting this week um at the venue the christmas tree is up so people are going to be able to to drop off toys um that they might have you know that they have they could drop it off there and put it under the tree so that's going to start i think on friday um i have a whole bunch of toys that people have been dropping off to me so i have them and i'll be dropping them off on friday and that's That's going to be at the venue in on tuckahoe road 
in Yonkers at the Royal Regency Hotel. Very uh, nice. It's an absolutely beautiful venue. We have over 20 sponsors on the banner. And um, we're going to have the um, candy cane um, dressed up dancers. Sounds and sexy. And we're going to have the video. <laughs> I have a videographer and my photographer, photographer which is Greg Mack. And it's going to be dancing all night long. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. And so, you know, if you want to meet Tia and you live in New York City, you need to get out to that event in Yonkers or go up to White Plains and check out the Shopping Expo. And if you want to meet me, you can go to either of those events and meet me as well because I'll be at both of them. Uh, I'll be down in the city for that whole week and not quite sure how I'm going to fill in the four days in between, but I know that I'm going to go and support uh, my friends and you know see if I can uh, scrape up a little business with my marketing agency so uh, I'm excited about those opportunities that's re- that's going to be a fun week for everybody and I think people can't wait to meet you because they always want to put like the face with a name yeah so they've seen your name so much around and us you know <laughs> uh, always shouting you out so a lot of people cannot wait to meet you so that's going to cool. be fun for you as well yeah that would be them. that will be exciting I, I, I'm yeah. always down with meeting You're new people sometimes when you meet you with right well you know what I'm, I'm talking about over the phone. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. I I'm still on the I'm on the confidence scale, a little low on the confidence scale. So what happens with me is, Aww. if I is that why you ask that question, it's it's kind of that way. But no, <laughs> I'm like I'm learning myself, and as I'm learning, I'm telling other people what I'm learning, right? So I'm I'm teaching people like about confidence on social media and in the dating world and at work and all these different things, like tricks that I've I've figured out for myself that actually that actually work and kind of take some. I, mean, I wasn't always a confident kid. I was very quiet when I was younger and stayed to myself. But recently. I'm very, very vocal and more open about everything. I mean, I got a, I have brands that are getting national recognition now. I kind of have to be out there in the public eye. <laughs> well, something that comes to my mind when I think about you and I just think about confidence, I remember you are the type of, you, you, Robert White, are behind the scenes. Like, you are the web designer. You're the one that does the flyers. Nobody right. really sees you because you, you are usually at, in your office doing your work and you know giving it to people yeah. you're not out there selling your products like on the sh- you know what i mean right. at events or anything and i remember the first time you did come to my event you had a t-shirt on do you remember yeah i do remember and you came there and he looked handsome and he had a, like an undershirt like a, that was my stylist like that hooked me up that time dress pants. that was uh it was um G G Valentine or Gina yeah. Valentine, makeup artist. She was yeah. a model that actually worked with me at the time, and I messaged her and said, "What should I wear to this thing?" And she was like, "Wear jeans and a black shirt." And right. <laughs> so and I did everything I could. Black to shirt on, you black pants. You look cute. But I said to you, I never forget. I said, "Next time when you come, wear a jacket." Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I remember you had called me or something, or you sent me a picture, and you said. Oh, I, I love buying jackets now. Like, you know what I mean? The, uh, right. There's a couple of jackets that I'm going to get for the next upcoming events. Yeah. And then I remember the next time I saw you, we were in a suit. And you looked amazing. I remember you, you met Dean Kapnick. Yes. Do you Dean, remember that? Yeah, Dean's a good guy. And you yeah. were dressed so handsome. And I think that well, thank you, you just, that look was, you were more confident in that suit than you were in oh, that absolutely. t-shirt. Yeah. So it is a lot of how you present yourself to 
uh, how you present yourself to people. Now, you don't need to wear a suit when you go to work because, again, you're behind the scenes. True. But ever since then, and that we're talking six years ago, I don't think I've ever seen you without a suit on. <laughs> my my day-to-day life is literally that way um I, I think it's a switch and i tell a lot of people this too when i'm at home well my small town in upstate new york i'm i'm just casual you know there's ten thousand yeah, people here time, yeah, yeah everyone knows who i am whatever i go back and forth between my home and my office and do work non-stop and then when I go to the city, though, or I'm in that direction, it's kind of like, hey, like I am the owner of this brand, and I need to represent that. So putting that coat on, getting out to those events, making my appearances. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. So and you have I, to. That's another thing to say. When somebody doesn't have the confidence or the childhood somewhat like that I had, you know what? Dress like dress for confidence. Yeah. Dress that when you look, when you're dressed up and you had a bad childhood, you know what? Just forget it and look at yourself and just say, I look fabulous. I feel great. Yep. And I want to meet people. Absolutely. And people will and come around it. you when you walk in there with a, you know, your back straight and a little bit of confidence in the room. You're dressed well. Like people want to know who you are. It just, it's, I think it's just a natural thing. And it's, a, it's funny because another thing you just said, I have a friend of mine, absolutely gorgeous she is. She has the worst posture in the world. She <laughs> walks in a room, she looks like an old lady. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I told her, I said, you are stunning. Put your shoulders back, boobs out. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You know, present, get that slouch on your stomach. You can see now how she poses. She looks like, like a, a million bucks. That's amazing. Yeah. So, but you know what it is? There's a lot of people that... Don't that, like me. I would have, I think I just have the balls to say something to somebody. It's maybe the way I say it. I'm not saying it to be mean, I'm saying it to help you. So, right. you know what I mean? But I guess, you know, it, it, some people might think it might be abrasive if I say something like that. But others, not 99% of the time, people listen to me and they get a great outcome at the end. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the confidence aspect of uh, being able to dress up and be somebody else. Uh, what I've learned, and, and this is kind of giving some stuff away, is that it's a character that you play, right? I mean, Tia Maria Montemiro is an event coordinator and a real estate agent, and there's someone you have to be when you're at work or when you're at events, for sure. Totally yes. different than what you are when you're at home. Mine or is the same the way. Exactly. If you see me in public in my own town, uh, at the coffee shop, walk into my office, at the grocery store, you're going to see... Do you wear a, a hat? Uh, actually, no. I used to wear a hat all the time, but right. I got rid of the hat. Um, but I'm, I'm a different person than I am if you see me in New York City. It's like a switch right. for me. Like when I, get, um, when I get to the city and I step off the bus or the, get out of the car or whatever the case is when I travel down there, like I'm, I'm someone else instantly. But the right. city brings that out of me. It's, it's unique for me. That like I come to life in the city because it's so busy and everyone's in a hustle to make money. That's literally what they're all doing because they can't afford to survive there if they don't hustle every day. Like, <laughs> so I see all these people hustling and I'm like, man, there's so much money here. I want a piece of it, and I just get motivated and get confident and I just go for it. Um, right. So the city is a big piece for me, which is you know someday I need to relocate there, honestly, just so I can have mm-hmm. that feeling every day. But. Well, let's talk about um, where people can find you. Do a little bragging about, uh, you know, social media and your website. So the website is, the main one for you is, is eventsbytiamaria.com. Correct. Yep, everyone can go there and see the event stuff. Lots of photos from different people that, um, from different events, all that good stuff. And that is 100% run by Robert White. <laughs> yeah, my marketing company. The only thing do. I tell you is every now and then is I'll tell you what pictures to go in, and I'll tell you to take down my flyer and put it in a new flyer. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's it. Otherwise, we have fun with that though. Full control. Yeah, it's pretty good, and, and we have a good time with that website too. I like putting stuff up there and seeing. I don't even go to all the events, but I get to see all the photos from them. Actually, mm-hmm. I get to see Tia's picks. Uh, the ones that she actually picks for the events that need to go on the website. She's very selective about that, too. So that's mm-hmm. <laughs> very cool to see all that uh, behind-the-scenes material. Then Facebook. You have Facebook, Instagram. What else is there? That's it. Okay, that's so Facebook and Instagram is events by Tia Maria or Tia Maria Montemiro if you're trying to connect with her directly mm-hmm. um, and get some stuff I organized. I don't have Twitter. I don't okay. have, uh, what else is there? Anything else? Snapchat? I don't have, TikTok? Nope. <laughs> I don't have anything LinkedIn. else. I have Instagram. I have events by Tia Maria. That's it. Okay, perfect. Okay, so you guys Unless can find you her. Unless you give me something else, Robert. Uh, you <laughs> let me know what you want. We'll build it. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your day to hang out and talk with us. I really appreciate it. We racked up an hour. We did pretty good. Wow, thank you so yeah. much. And if anybody, like us, like you said, just go on my Facebook. I'm constantly posting where I am that weekend or what's going on that weekend that maybe i'm not going to i'll usually post it as well very cool all right i love you and i hope you have a great day thank you robert and you are wonderful and again thank you so much for helping me with events by tia maria for the past six years you have been nothing but a trustworthy fantastic always answering your phone my panic questions that i have when i call you and panicking and you calm me down and you usually resolve it and i thank you so much for that too oh you're very welcome thank you for that it's very very nice in my eyes are highly recommended thank you very much i appreciate it enjoy the rest of your day we'll talk soon have a great weekend and i'll see you on december 1st at my expo see you there thanks bye robert bye-bye thank you for listening to the show Please take a minute to head over to www.savfair.com and subscribe to our publication.